This is Virtual Team 360 Podcast with your host, Colette Schultz, owner of Savvy Subcontracting, bringing you interviews with virtual industry leaders. These guests have used the subcontracting concept to turn their team and time into profits. Whether you're the owner or the team member, get ready to listen, learn, and better yet, implement subcontracting strategies to make the most of your own business. It's Colette Schultz from Virtual Team 360, the podcast interviewing virtual service providers that are using the subcontracting concept. I'm excited tonight to have with me Brandon Turner from Procedure Sheets. He is all about flowcharts and all about processes for your business. So I just want to say welcome, Brandon, and I'm going to turn it over to you. If you could just tell us a little bit more about your business um, services and what you're about I would appreciate it yes absolutely thank you so much for having me first of all I'm really excited to be here um, yes my name is Brandon Turner with procedure sheets and we help people build businesses that can run without them so what our service is is we make flowcharts and write operating procedures for businesses so people can duplicate themselves and delegate tasks with confidence awesome. uh, these are done these are done-for-you services that you can just order online. Uh, so that's that's what we do. Okay. So can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the process? So let's say I'm a small business and I need some help um, turning my purchasing process into standard operating procedures. How would you go about doing that? Yes. So the first thing that somebody would do is visit our website, Get sops.com that's g-e-t-s-o-p-s.com and from there uh, what you'll see is what we do is we take video and audio recordings of your process and then we transcribe them into procedure documents oh. operating procedure documents and things like that okay so basically somebody kind of records an audio of what they are doing in these videos Yes, that's correct. It gives us the chance to, like when we make your documents, that recording gives us the chance to put screenshots in your documents if it's a video. Um, or if, if it's an audio even, it gives us a chance to hear your process straight from the horse's mouth. Sure. It's either coming from you, the owner, or maybe you have one of your A players do it. But that way, you know, you're not getting, we're not getting the process wrong and there are no leaks and there's no back and forth, you know, it, having to re-explain anything you yep. know all we have to do is press rewind on okay. your recording you can go on about your business and just wait for us to get your documentation to you right exactly oh that's brilliant i love it so tonight we're actually talking a little bit about well not a little bit but we are talking about the subcontracting concept so yes. first of all why don't you go ahead how did you start your business or how did you start providing this service so I'm an IT guy turned entrepreneur. And when I was a teenager, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And ever since then, I, um, I held down a full-time job, but also, um, but also ran a side business on nights and weekends. So there was one night that I realized that I started a pattern. 
And it's really the same pattern that all of us start, you know, when we get in our businesses, but we don't realize we're doing it until maybe it's too late or like we're trapped inside of that pattern um, and we feel like we can't get out. And that pattern was that I was doing everything myself. You know, in my business, I was the sales guy. I was the IT guy. I was the customer service guy. I was doing the accounting. I was creating the services. I was doing the services. You know, I was the legal counsel. You know, all of these different hats that we wear. And I didn't realize that I was wearing too many hats until I realized what little time I had left in the day. You know, and since I have the same 24 hours in a day as everybody else, something had to change. And giving up more of my sleep was not the option. <laughs> so meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, at my full-time job, we had this checklist to track our procedures. Like we had this, these nightly procedures and there's this checklist on paper that we went through. So for example, I would do something, somebody would review my work and then initial, put their initials on the checklist. Mm. Somebody else would do something and I would review their work and put my initials on the checklist. Mm -hmm. So you go for, fast forward a few months into this and something hit me. I was like, wait a minute, I need a checklist for my business. Because this way, if I hire somebody, they'll know exactly what to do the way that I do it, and they can get the same results. It's kind of like um, like a recipe, like writing a recipe. Yep. So I made my checklist for one of my one of my daily activities, one of the things I did in my business. I made a checklist, and I hired somebody on Facebook. I sent them the checklist, and a week later, $50 later, and hours of freed up time later – that task got done without me having to lay a hand on it, just the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. And not only had I created a job for somebody, but I got my time back at the same time. And I was yep. like, oh my gosh, what if I do this for other businesses? Mm -hmm. And that's how Procedure Sheets was born. Well, that's very cool. So your business that you had on the side was not full um, charge to begin with, correct? Right, correct. So at that at that time, I believe I was doing... I was in 3D printing. I was trying to do the, uh, if you've heard of 3D printing, I was trying to bring that, I was trying to do a version of that where it's like, you can go to the store and have something printed like a 3D object. Instead of like printing something on printer paper, you can print a 3D object. Oh, sure. Yep. And I, I was trying to come up with a, con yeah, yeah. So okay. it's, yeah. So you, you don't do that anymore at all? Right now? It's Correct. Just, okay. Well, that's neat. So what, you were by yourself for a while, and then yes. how quickly did you start hiring um, subcontractors? What's ironic is that I, um, I started the business, like I founded the business March 20th, 2017. And when I started it, I had a subcontractor with me. What she was doing was just writing uh, the posts, was writing blogs, blog articles, mm -hmm. um, because I just wanted to educate people about you know, why this is good for your business. And, you know, I was still trying to come up with the process, quite frankly, but yep. you know, why this is good for your business and what it did for me and all of these things. So she would write articles, maybe she'd do like four articles a week. And um, this was one of the people, this is another person that I hired on Facebook. So I already had like this checklist written out, this procedure written out for how I do blogs. And, you know, I have like, I break my blog post, articles down into paragraphs and it has three sentences per paragraph and you know it's that kind of stuff that was wow. on the sheet so as far as how quickly it took me to scale it after that I didn't I didn't know what else to delegate I didn't know what else to hire for because I didn't 
I didn't have systems really. <laughs> yeah, right. Have, yeah, I didn't have processes yet to to delegate to somebody. So that I had to walk out for the remainder of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. I, that's that's that that's that year again that I was wearing all of those hats, even in procedure sheets. Yeah. Um, so that that's what it looked like for about a year, and then once I started. It's the turning point came when I realized there's a pattern in how I provide the service. So like, I'll go out and I'll talk to somebody, maybe they want to become a client. And okay, so we need to get our like, for an example, like you said, maybe our purchasing process, we need an SOP for that. We need an SOP for our onboarding, I'd go out and I'd write that stuff. I do that for company A, and then I do it for company B, and then I do it for company C. And then I saw a pattern in how I did it. And I was like, wait a minute. So I'm actually developing a process. I'm developing a procedure for writing procedures. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a light bulb moment. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to write this down. And it takes a while sometimes, doesn't it? You know, it's like, yeah, you're like, you're kind of concentrating on one thing and you're like, I know there's a reason, but you don't quite know until later on. And all of a sudden you have that light bulb moment. Yes, that's exactly what it was. I I felt like it took forever. It really didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it took another four or five months. <laughs> yeah, but right. it, that four or five months felt like four or five years, really. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you start. You were continuing to wear all the hats, and then you decided this is enough, and I need more subcontractors. Or so I first of all, I had to make the decision: Do I want to? get like full-time employees like w2 employees uh, or do i want to do subcontractors i didn't know i needed to make that decision you know i'm just like hey let me just hire help oh i can hire a virtual assistant or hey they're freelancers and subcontractors online for some reason my brain went there and that's what i geared toward and i realized well with subcontractors you don't have the overhead of a full-time w2 employee Mm -hmm. like i don't have to worry about benefits and taxes and stuff like that that's on them so i was like oh i can just you know I can just work with them and learn how to build a good relationship with subcontractors. Mm-hmm. And I had to have that mindset shift before I could think about, you know, delegating and before I could think about my processes and right. what am I hiring you for? I had to think about, Hey, do I want subs or do I want uh, full-time employees? Correct. Yeah. So you chose subs or are they yes. employees? So subcontractors. So oh. procedure sheets is run entirely by, well, me and 1099 subcontractors. Okay. So how many do you have right now? Right now there are four. Um, and they, they play different roles. And what's interesting is that, um, you know, you have to know what you're hiring for, like what's their role and what are they going to do? Oh yeah. And I didn't have the answer to that question until I knew what my process was, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's those months that I was telling you about where I had to walk through it and I had to do everything myself to, you know, to develop a pattern. So once I developed a pattern, I realized, okay, so here are the roles in, in my company. So we, of course, we take, you know, people's, we take a recording of your process and we transcribe it and into a procedure document. So what, what I need is I need somebody to do transcription. I need somebody to write operating procedures. And so let me hire for procedure writers and then let me hire for transcriptionists. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Um, So that's that's where the thinking came from. And when I realized, you know, okay, so I need so again, I have my procedure writers. I have my transcriptionists. Who else do I need? I need a project manager because uh, 
there's we have a lot of stuff going on with a lot of clients or with a lot of customers. There are a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Need somebody to oversee this stuff and make sure we're doing the right thing for the right people, creating a consistent experience. Mm-hmm. I do not currently have a so two two of the people are um, two of the team members are procedure writers. Okay. There's one that does flow charts, and then there's another one that's a virtual assistant for administrative things. Oh, uh-huh. um, with the 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 project management position is something that I'm really interested in getting somebody on board for, but there's a lot involved. Mm-hmm. So I'm still doing it, but my goal is to automate some of it to make it a little easier. Right. You know, before, before I bring in a sub for that. So. Yep, exactly. Well, and sometimes too, the project manager, yes, it's nice to have that position, but also if you get too many hands in the pot, it, you know, uh, you don't want them just to be sitting there doing not, much so if you can automate some of that that's better so so true yes now um would you say the majority of your subcontractors like how many hours a week or let's go month how many hours a month do you um normally provide them the opportunity to get so it normally it's capping right now at 20 to 25 okay um because right now i'm paying them on a per project basis Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'm paying them on a per project basis is because we're less than three years old and we don't yet have the volume to give mm-hmm. them full-time hours or like, you know, 30 and 40 hour weeks and things like this or, right. or even 20 hour weeks. So I'm, I'm rotating through a small pool of subcontractors mm-hmm. and it's, and you know, when I look at the numbers, it's coming out to like 20 hours a month, things like this. Sure. So. Um, no, let's talk about finding those subcontractors. Um, I belong to one of the groups on Facebook and I just noticed, I don't know if it's the beginning of the year or what, but multiple, multiple job opportunities are popping up, but people will put them on Facebook and oh my gosh, it's like a magnet and everybody just responds like crazy. So do you regret putting that on Facebook or how do you, how would you go about posting that you have a position? what I had to learn the hard way, like I had to experience it. It's, it, I did the same thing where I put something on Facebook and like you said, it was a magnet and you're just flooded with inquiries. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do first? <laughs> right. So I had to learn the hard way that before you post the job, you have to know what you're, um, you have to know how to interview. What are you interviewing? Like you have the, you know what the position is. So you've got the job description, but how are you going to interview them? How are you going to vet all of these people? Are you going to vet them based on um, like their experience level? Um, Are you going to vet them based on their personality? Are you going to ask them, hey, can you do a test project for me? You need to know the answers to some of those questions. Uh So before I put a post out there, I need to, I ask myself five questions. The first thing I ask is, do I want somebody who is in the U.S. or outside the U.S.? The second question I ask is, what's the ideal rate per hour? that I want to pay them? Or do I want to do like a fixed, you know, per project thing? Like uh-huh. I said, that's the second question. Yep. The third question I ask is how many hours will, do I think it'll take them to do the task? Uh-huh. You know, even if it's project based, how long do I think it'll take them each week or whatever? The fourth question I ask, is this going to be a short term thing? Do I just need them for one to three months? Do I need them longer than that? You know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then the last question I ask is, what other skills do they need? Like, what, what, what other 
details do I need to share with them like outside of this job? So I don't know if this helps narrow it down at all, but I have to answer those five questions for myself before I put the post out. That helps me clear through all the clutter in a Facebook situation. Right. Otherwise, I'll jump into um, I might use a Upwork or I might use uh, Fiverr sometimes. Other times, I'll go to a network, an in-person networking event and meet somebody. Yep. Like I won't even be, I won't even be looking for them and I meet somebody mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, or, or someone will refer me. So hopefully that helps answer the question. Yeah, a it does. Um, it's kind of interesting because I actually am a subcontractor. I don't have a team, but the majority of the work that I have gotten, it's because of the engagement that I've been in and the groups and those that the team owners, that's kind of what they do is kind of watch the engagement and then they'll reach out to reached out to me and said, hey, I happen to see that you respond to such and such, you know, I, I need a position filled. And they do it that way versus asking everybody and their brother to <laughs> yeah. put something out there. So that's, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but that does take time as well, too. So uh, yeah, it's just kind of interesting how people I just, you know, when I saw so many people responding, I mean, there was like a hundred people that responded. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that person really intended for that to happen or if they learned kind of like you did, um, how not to really put it out there. Yeah, it can be overwhelming if you, yeah. uh, <laughs> especially yeah. the first few times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got, you talked a little bit about the rates. Um, so you normally pay your um, subcontractors via a project? Do you give them a percentage of what you're making from the client or how, how do you kind of figure that one out? That's actually exactly what it is. I give them a percentage. So, so here, I don't know if every virtual service provider goes through this, but what happened to me was before I could figure out what to pay somebody, I had to figure out what I could charge clients. Mm-hmm. So there were so there were different ways, and I feel like there should be a podcast or something on pricing psychology, or maybe <laughs> maybe maybe you can do an episode on how to price what we do because that was a tough period for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll I'll circle back to your question because it's rela- because it's related directly related. But sure. I had to figure out. So do I charge? Do I offer a package like where somebody can just order a package? Do I charge them monthly? Do I charge by the hour for this? Like, what does that look like? And I actually tried all that stuff. You know, I actually spent, I'd spend weeks at a time or months at a time with a specific price, you know, um, a specific price model. And I'd go out to networking events or get on social media or call people up and say, what do you think about this? Um, you know, I talked to people who, who needed this service and I'd say, well, what do you think about this? So here's our rate or here's the package or whatever. And I get a yay or an A, and then I kind of just, you know, look at my results, like how many people said yes to this? How many people said no? So after months of this, um, I finally got to the point where what people like is a la carte pricing for for my business. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like ordering off of a menu. So when somebody needs to get SOPs, when somebody needs to get procedures for their business, a procedure for us is like if there's a process in your business like onboarding, when does your process begin and when does it end? That's one procedure document. Mm-hmm. You know, 
for your, uh, let's say it's, let's say it's purchasing. When does your purchasing process begin and when does it end? That's, that's one document. Your customer service process, when does it start? When does it end? That's one document. So we started basing our prices on that. So we charge a, so we charge per document, which means we charge per, per process. And once I figured that out and based on feedback, that's what customers wanted because mm-hmm. that's easy. They can, they can budget for it. They know exactly what they're going to pay for every time. Right. Um, they can, they can itemize what they want. They can get as many or as little as they want at a time. Buy right. one this month, two next month, all this. Yeah. Anyway, I say all that to say that helped me understand how am I going to pay a subcontractor to do this? Mm-hmm. So now I can start thinking about profit margins and what are the expenses and how much does a sub cost and things like this. I reached, I hired a sub and um, I hired a sub this past December and on this, on this model and uh, it worked, it works out just fine for her. Um, if there's a special situation, we take it as it comes, but that mm-hmm. worked out just fine for her. So sure. that's how I'm doing it right now. Hmm. Okay. Which leads us into how do you have the subcontractors track their time or bill you or, you know, how does, how do you go about, having them provide you what, what they've worked. So um, because it's a per project basis, we have to find a way to, I had to find a way to, to see them do the work or uh, to track their progress, obviously is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I use a tool. Um, it's called process street. Um, and this is just, this is the this is the special software. It's a cloud-based software that I use to collaborate with subcontractors. Mm-hmm. So if uh, somebody went online and they went to process.st, it's not process.com. It's process.st, huh. and uh, that's the Process Street website. It's cloud-based workflow management software. Oh, okay. And it gives you the ability to um, you can store your SOPs in it. You can create workflows in it. Uh, you can create training processes. There are auditing tools, tools where you can track people's work, tools where you can communicate with people, all of this. So that's what I use. And part of the beauty about it is that I, I created an orientation for my company uh-huh. and I stored it in Process Street. So when I hire somebody, I assign them to the orientation and they can just log in and do oh, it. Okay. Takes them, takes them about 10 minutes. They can do it from anywhere in the world. I don't have to be present. Mm-hmm. If they have questions, they, they can ask me the questions inside the orientation and I get a notification on my phone. Okay. Um, and then when they complete the orientation, I have a training for their role, for their position that I also put in Process Street. I assign them to that training. They run through it at their leisure. I don't have to be present, wow. ask questions as needed. And then I also use Process Street to manage our client projects. So there's an area in process street where people can, so like as soon as a customer orders SOPs or orders flowcharts from us, a project is automatically created in process street. Mm. So on the back end, I've had my subs go through orientation. They've gone through training. And when that project pops up for the customer, I assign them to it or whatever's available, whatever projects available or whatever project I need them on. Okay. So that's how we're able to track their work. Okay. Um, and that's how you, um, do you actually pay them after they're done with the project or is it like a, let's say it's a six month project, you pay them every month or does it just depend? 
So that's on a, that's actually on a case by case basis. I think I need a system like what you were, that's, that's kind of, that's sort of what you were suggesting there. I think I need something consistent. So for example, the, the sub that I, well, I mean, I'm, I say that cause just think, just thinking out loud, the sub that I hired in December, um, she, we did a project. So we agreed that she'll do four SOPs and she gets a percentage of each of those. The percentage is the same. Mm-hmm. But she's going to do four SOPs. So I set up a milestone-based fixed project for her, meaning when you finish the first of the four SOPs, you get this, you you get paid, right. you know that portion. Yep. When you finish the second of the SOPs, you get paid that portion. Hey, when you finish this flowchart, you get paid that portion. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Sure. And um, that is, I'm so I'm literally in the middle of that to answer <laughs> your question, and I kind of feel like that may be. That may be what I try um, this year going forward with the, um, you know, with future subs is a milestone-based fixed price project. Right. Yeah. But in that's uh, we've asked that question a couple times to team uh, team owners, and you know, it all varies. So there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do it, but uh, it is okay. uh, something that people need to think about if they want to start the subcontracting concept. So. Yeah, so true, so true. Um, you kind of ran into a couple questions that I was going to talk about with technology tools. Um, you talked about the collaboration or kind of a project management program. What about when it comes to uh, like meetings or um, check-ins? Do you, how often or do you have monthly, weekly meetings or do you just email back and forth or use that uh, program? So there. So there are two versions. I, I actually have a two-part answer to this. As far as meetings are concerned in general, um, I leave it open to, like, let's say we do a Skype meeting or we do a Zoom meeting. You know, it, it, I don't really have a preference either way. It's whatever meeting platform works for them, mm-hmm. really. I'm flexible in that regard. You know, perhaps I should have, uh, you know, something mm-hmm. consistent there, but I, I – I'm really big on being adaptable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially as an owner. Um, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, you know, willy nilly and flying off the handle, but I, I do want to be adaptable and I like, I like the opportunity to be nimble, which is why I love what we all do in our space. That's why mm-hmm. I love the space that we're all in Yeah. because exactly. we can be nimble and flexible. Yeah. So if it's zoom, I'm fine with that. If it's Skype, let's get it, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, but the second part of my answer is, uh, let's say that um, I, Process Street gives me the ability to retrain somebody. So I can set on a schedule, like they go through orientation when they first get hired, and then they go through training. Well, Process Street allows me to set that training up on a schedule where every single week it, get, it asks them to do the training over again. Oh, okay. And what, or every single month. And what this has allowed me to do is retrain subcontractors on autopilot to keep mm-hmm. them fresh and to remind them of what our process is and make sure that there are no holes or gaps. And this has, this has opened up, this has made, this has freed up so many hours of time for me to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, what was funny is that I got this idea because I was personally working with a client in 2018, like an in-depth project that lasted for several months. Um, I was basically rebuilding an entire department for them. And when one of the things that I did for them was that I set up, um, was working on their training 
and I set it up so that their their team members were retrained every single week. Like, hey, here's mm. you get an email. Hey, don't forget to log into the training and do your training for this week. Same training you did when you were hired, but it's to keep it fresh. Okay. So, in terms of um, so in general, the the question about the meetings is that well, we need to you know check in with each other or just talk about the progress of the company and you know and um, you know what's what's going on and what's it's going on with customers and yeah that kind of thing that's what the skypes and the zoom calls are for i'll check in on somebody's performance probably once a month just mainly to get their feedback so i can learn what i can do better uh-huh. um but the retraining was a really big key for me um because i mean you can all kinds of things can happen right <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so i was really adamant about that and what about um telling clients, your own clients that you have some subcontractors doing some of this work. Are you upfront with them and let them know that? Yes, I, I, I am. I actually, one of the first things that I tell them is the way this, uh, the way our service works is that, well, let me back up a little bit. One of the reasons that I'm even able to get projects for us, <laughs> that I'm even able to sell this is because I am our clients. You know, what our clients, our clients, usually when they start out, their business runs them. Yep. And what they want is the business that can run without them. So when I realized that I'm able to take them on this journey and get them from point A to point B, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. Mm -hmm. So obviously in order to do this, I need to have a business that can run without me (laughs) or at least part of it that needs, you know, at least part of it needs to, and to get there, I need subs. Um, yeah. Or employees or whatever, but I chose subs. Yeah. So you need to, I need to doc, I need to create processes. I need to put those processes on paper and I need to share those processes with subs so they can do them. Mm-hmm. So I come out and I tell our customers, but you know, upfront, even before they make a decision, listen, we have, when you purchase uh, flow charts or when you purchase SOPs from us, we have a trained team of subcontractors who deliver those to you. They're mm-hmm. going to be the ones creating them for you. Brandon Turner's not going to be the one doing it for you like I was in the first year. Right. You know? yep. mm-hmm. um, so because so it, it's and it's something that they appreciate and understand, because I think what it tells customers is I drink my own Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I was like, I, you know, I, I taste I, it know, first what, and then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like mm-hmm. it's like eating your own cooking, you know, or, or, or whatever the case may be. It's like I, I do this. I do this for myself, so right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's kind of like being an affiliate marketer. Um, you want to know the product before you start promoting it to others. That is so true. Like it. Yes. So, yeah. Well, that's really neat. Um, you had said something else about one of the tools. Uh, oh, flowcharts. So you said you're pretty flexible on you know when it comes to meetings about what program they want to use do you particularly like any kind of a flow chart tool or does it depend on the client yes i actually do so the preference the one that we use is lucid chart okay um lucidchart.com that's cloud-based software it's cloud-based flow charting software mm, okay and um i have a company account uh, with them and I, it allows us to have multiple users and collaboration. We can collaborate directly with customers, all of this stuff, but that's where we go in there and we make flowcharts for customers or, 
organizational charts or diagrams, whatever they need. Mm -hmm. And I've been um, playing around with just the Google, the free version, and I'm getting a little, little bit better at it, but uh, yeah, flowcharts, I like to vision everything, um, you know, see it as a visual. And people can just hire you to do flowcharts too, correct? That is correct. So um, when people want, so it, they do one thing when they want SOPs, but when they want flowcharts, they can visit getflowcharts.com. And the process is slightly different from SOPs, but when you go to getflowcharts.com, it explains our process and you can just order them from there. Okay. Well, that's really neat. So, well, you have been a, uh, a wonderful uh, inspiration to the subcontracting concept. I mean, it, it's definitely your ideal uh, situation uh, for your business. So I do appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you again, uh, the two sites that you mentioned, and uh, we'll go from there. Yes. So um, the, if somebody wants SOPs, then they can visit getsops.com. If someone wants flowcharts or diagrams, they can visit getflowcharts.com. And if somebody wants just some consulting, like just some business consulting for their business, mm -hmm. we offer online consulting as an extension of our services. Okay. So for that, you can visit buymytimeback.co. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks again, Brandon, for being on, and I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. You can visit my website as well at Virtual Team 360, and I look forward to um, seeing everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Thanks for having me.